Well, good morning and welcome to the Praxis Daily Podcast. I'm Pastor Ed and this devotional time is designed to create space for scripture, for meditation, and for prayer, all towards the application of God's word into our daily lives. Well, today is Friday. It is June 17th and our scripture comes out of Acts chapter 8, uh, verses 14 through 24. Now, this is primarily about... Uh, a man named Simon. The story it takes place in uh, in a place called Samaria, and Philip is there preaching the word, and it's being well received. And here is where it starts in verse fourteen. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet fallen on any of them. But they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And Simon answered, Pray for me to the Lord, that nothing of what you have said may come upon me. So here we are, we're in Samaria, and the word of God is spreading, it is being well received, and people are coming to confession in Jesus Christ, they're being baptized, and word reaches the apostles who had stayed at Jerusalem, the leaders of the church, and so uh, as they hear what's happening in Samaria, they sent out representatives, they sent out Peter and John to go down and and check it out. They want to make sure uh, that there's proper doctrine and proper teaching kind of going on, and that they also have the support that they need with this um, community that's newly receiving Jesus. And so what they found there is interesting because they found that these people were baptized after coming to faith in Jesus, but they had not yet received the Holy Spirit. Now, this is an interesting uh, situation because a lot of times we try to kind of we kind of understand things by uh, putting formats and formula and and processes to things. And uh, it's very interesting when we try to take that and apply it to things of God, things of not that are not of this world. And it just doesn't quite fit. Uh, We cannot put God in a box and just define him um, with our very finite minds. You know, there's different places throughout throughout Scripture, and even here in the the apostles, we'll we'll look at a few as we continue to go through Acts, where there's a different order, there's a different way of things happening. You know, on on Pentecost Sunday, we saw that all of the disciples who were f- they're followers of Jesus, the Holy Spirit descends, they receive the Holy Spirit, and it's noticeable. It comes upon them in power. They speak in these foreign languages, and it's evident to all. 
In other places, we see that um, we're going to see in just another, the next chapter here in Acts, where the Holy Spirit comes and moves upon people who really just came to faith in their heart. There wasn't even necessarily a confession to faith in Jesus. They believe in their heart through hearing Peter's uh, sermon about who Jesus is and what he did. And the Holy Spirit fills them and came upon them. And they begin to speak in tongues and they had not even been baptized. And so we see all different formulas and formats of kind of how uh, the Holy Spirit moves. Uh, And here in Samaria, it says very clearly that even though Philip, who was an apostle, one of the original disciples of Jesus, he's the one who brought the message to to the Samaritans here and they receive it and they're baptized and they were not filled with the Spirit. And what did it take for them to receive the Spirit? A request. Simply Peter and John laying hands, praying over them, and they receive the Holy Spirit. And, you know, as much as the uh, disciples in the early church here that we read about, as much as they needed the Holy Spirit and were dependent upon His power and work in their lives, uh, we are just as dependent here in our day, in our time, to rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit in us. It is Him that gives us the ability to accomplish those things which the Lord has set out for us to do, the things that He wants us to accomplish, the very things that He has equipped us with our unique giftings and talents and even burdens and callings, the things that um, we all are called into, we are only able to accomplish these things as much as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and to really empower us. These are divine works about building the kingdom of God. And it is really, you know, it says in the, in the scriptures, unless the Lord builds the house, the builder builds in vain. It must be the power of the Spirit. He wants to work in collaboration. He wants to partner with us, but it is a partnership. We work with him and by his power and not in just our own. There's one other very interesting observation we can make about this passage. As the disciples, Peter and John, lay hands on the believers and they receive the Holy Spirit, there's a man there who was a believer. It says that he was saved and was baptized. And he sees what's going on and he is in awe. He's amazed of it. And so we we see, all right, he wants to go and he wants this power. So he tries to bribe it or purchase it from Peter and John and gets harshly rebuked by Peter. And check this out now. Now, Peter's response, this is in verse 23. He tells Simon, I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Another version says it this way. I see that you are captive to sin. This is what Peter tells him. Now, listen, this is a man who was who placed his faith in Jesus and was baptized. This man is a believer. And Peter is is, um, recognizing he is captive to sin. So what are we to think of this? A man who was saved and yet is captive to sin. See, what I tend to lean on in my observations here is Simon's response to Peter's rebuke. He gets harshly rebuked by Peter, and I'm sure it was public. It was not in private. And as he's harshly rebuked, 
Simon did not put up his defenses. He did not fight back or try to attack. His response was that was one of humility and one of repentance. He he tells Peter, "Pray for me to the Lord, so that nothing what you said uh, of what you have said may come upon me." He has a soft heart. And through the conviction of the Spirit, through Peter's rebuke, Simon receives it. And now Simon is learning, as we're all in these learning processes, this is what the discipleship process is about. We're learning to understand the things of God, and we're growing in the, in the deeper things of God. So Simon confessed faith in Jesus, but he had so much to learn. Uh, and, and this is one of those things he was learning the hard way, through a harsh rebuke. He learned that, and I guarantee this was a lesson that that stuck with him and that he would remember for the rest of his life. Uh, and he was able to go through this lesson with humility. And man, if this this is a way that we can go through, um, going dealing with lessons that we, uh, you know, harsh lessons that we encounter, and if we can do this with a soft heart and with humility, we will be doing really well. Let's take a minute to pray together through these things. Well, Father, we do thank you for the ministry and the gift of your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you withhold no good thing from your children. And uh, man, you reminded of us, reminded us of that throughout your scripture. And um, I thank you that when we come before you, you hear us and you respond. I thank you that you have empowered us with your Holy Spirit. And my request, Jesus, is that you would come upon us in a fresh and in a new way, Holy Spirit. In any way where maybe we have tended to turn a deaf ear or look the other way, Holy Spirit, when your conviction uh, comes to guide us, Lord, I pray that you would renew that sensitivity upon our spirit to receive your conviction, accept it, and move with you. Lord, we want to move in the power of your spirit, and far be it from us to be a people of God, uh, sons and daughters of God who claim you as our Father and yet do not live and, and, and tap into, live with the power that you've bestowed upon us. God, may we navigate this world and execute our calling and our commission with the tools and especially the person that you have called us to do it with, your Holy Spirit. We give ourselves to you, Spirit, to continue your work through us. And I pray, too, that we would maintain a humble attitude, that because of your work in us, we would know that it is you doing the work, and even the work is pointing towards you, Lord Jesus, that you would be lifted up, and we would uh, remain uh, humble, as well as confident, knowing that, yeah, you have called us. Though you are God and we are not, it is you, O oh God, who have called us and who have adopted us as children and made us heirs of God, co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you and we trust you. 
May you be glorified in all that we do and all that we are. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Well, family, have a great rest of your day. And remember to keep on loving anyway, any way that you are able, regardless of the cost and no matter what you get in return.